if you haven't trained yourself, if you're not looking at the world with how can I share all of this great stuff, it's going to feel so hollow and empty that it's actually going to do less for you than more. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another incredible episode of For the Love of Money. I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode because I'm sitting down with a friend of mine named Daniel Curtis. Now, here's why, among many reasons, I love Daniel. He is the founder of Rob Vices. Now, Rob Vices is attached to the magazine that many of us grew up with, the most famous, iconic luxury magazine ever called Rob Report. His father was the founder of Rob Report magazine, uh, along with many other magazines that you probably read and enjoy if you listen to this podcast as well. So he's got an incredible perspective on the world of luxury. And he founded Rob Vices, which is a highly curated luxury box membership where a box full of different luxury goods shows up at your doorstep every single month. It's the coolest thing ever. Lori and I get it and we love it. Things like fine wines and you know, cool upscale toys and tools and foods and spirits, you name it. Anyhow, it's one of the coolest things that, that we get. And I can't wait to talk to Daniel about why and how he founded Rob Vices. But we get into some very meaningful stuff first. For example, we talk about what it was like growing up in such a successful entrepreneurial family. We discuss how his mom and dad did a great job of making him a hungry, kind, driven, responsible individual despite growing up on the shores of Malibu with so much privilege. We, of course, get into why and how he started Rob Vices, the luxury box subscription. And we're going to do a deep dive on some of his struggles and how he's had to navigate them and you know, find solutions to the problems that pop up during entrepreneurship. He's a great father and husband. We definitely touch on how he balances that and, and makes that work when, I'll be honest, when you got a startup like his, that is very, very time consuming going back and forth from coast to coast to coast. And I think my favorite part was the one strong correlation that he has seen his whole life. Remember, he grew up in privilege around wealth, like most of us have never seen in our lives. Well, the one strong correlation that he's seen his whole life between wealthy individuals who are happy and those who are unhappy. I'm not going to spoil it, but you're going to love it. It's amazing. And I think it'll really make you think when you hear what that one correlation is. Now, I know Daniel and his father, Bill, um, through mutual acquaintances, uh, some of them that I've met in my mastermind. And as a matter of fact, they came and gifted Rob Vice's boxes to my elite level mastermind and discussed the company and you know all about Rob Report and, and all the other things. And these are the type of incredibly successful high-level individuals that you get access to in my elite level mastermind. Now remember this mastermind, I only fill it once a year, and we're coming up on the end of the year. We're going to start filling it for 2020. 
is only for entrepreneurs who are making over $500,000. Most of them are at a million or more. But to get in the door, when you fill out your application, you have to be making $500,000 or more. And it's for anyone who's looking for that like-minded tribe that you get to lock arms with, people that actually understand what you're going through. It's for people that want to learn from not just myself, but all of my incredibly successful celebrity entrepreneur friends who come and teach you in person. And it's for anybody who wants to take the shortcut to getting to the next level, which is multiple seven figures. Because everything that you need is in that room or one introduction away from being in that room. That's the tribe that I put together once a year. And I'm going to start putting it together pretty soon here for 2020. So how do you get on the waiting list? Very easy. Go to forthelovemoney.com forward slash mastermind. Again, go to forthelovemoney.com forward slash mastermind. You can read all about it there. Go to the bottom, fill out the application. And that application is what puts you in time order in order to apply for the mastermind. You and I will have a call and we'll make sure it's a great fit for each other when we start in 2020. All right. So here we go with Daniel Curtis, the founder and CEO at Rob Vice's. He's going to blow your mind. All right, Daniel, my friend, welcome to the show. It's been overdue. Chris, I am very happy to be here. You know, I've got a, a confession to make. I was angry that my friend Rob Murgatroy had you on before me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You did make that introduction, though. So, right, right. You, so, you I are guess, responsible. Yeah, it's, it's my fault. It's my fault. He's just fun to be competitive with. So, Absolutely. listen, um, we start this show with a little bit of rapid fire. It's just a fun way for the listeners to get to know you in a hurry. And if there's something really good that comes up uh, that we want to circle back around and do a deep dive on, We'll do it. Are you in? I'm in. All right, we'll start real easy. Where'd you grow up? Malibu, California. Real you know, tough. Yeah. And where do you live now? I live in New York City in Midtown. I love it. Favorite quote? We are what we repeatedly do. Mm, Excellence the then is not an act, but a habit. Wow. Isn't that the truth? What's one of your superpowers? That's Aristotle. My superpowers? Yep. I think I'm pretty good at seeing the good in people. And finding things to love in just about any situation. Love it. What's one of your favorite books? Death Comes for the Archbishop by Willa Cather. Never read it. I recommend it. What's one thing you're challenged by right now? Taking a really cool business and thinking about the right ways to scale it. I can't wait to get into that, by the way, because I'm such a fan of what we're about to talk about. What is one of your most proud accomplishments this far? My two children. I've got a daughter named Georgiana, who's almost four years old, and a one and a half year old baby boy named Gordon. Mm, and they're so beautiful, by the way. They absolutely are. What is something uh, generous that you've done recently? Something generous I've done recently? Mm -hmm. oh, I, I hope that uh, in most situations, I, I, I lean into generosity. Mm -hmm. I feel like talking about it, though makes it less of a real thing. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Um, I can kind of come back on that. You know, it's not weird at all. It's literally one of the hangups that this show helps people work through. There's this weird... And, and to knock it off on a tangent, but there's this weird sweet spot between not giving for recognition 
but also not giving in the dark so much so that you don't inspire anybody else when they get to see or hear about your actions. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely see that. Look, I, I, my father is probably one of the most generous people I think that have ever walked the face of this planet. And I've had a great example there. But I do think there's a little bit of like a catcher in the rye kind of thing where you do, you do want it to be an authentic gesture. And the more the feeling is if you beat your chest about it, then your motives are under question. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in everything we do with the business that's designed to be generous for the the customer as well as our partners, uh, which we can certainly jam about, Chris. But And I, I mean, there's a few other things that we've done recently. We we're, we're very much focused on helping people flourish in ways that are going to help create more joy for other people. And there's a few uh, few groups that we support uh, in that effort. I love that. We're definitely going to ask about this few few groups in a little bit. Very last rapid fire question. What are you grateful for today? I am I'm grateful for you Chris. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my my family. Uh, the opportunity to wake up every day and do something that I love. Uh, I believe that God is very good and that there are amazing uh, opportunities to be happy uh, every single day. And uh, I, I am a happy man. Man, I love that. You and me both. All right, let's get into a little bit deeper, more meaningful questions now. And I want to start right here. I want to start with before creating Rob Vices, and we're definitely going to get into that. You were working at Rob Report, you know, your, your father's famous luxury magazine that yep. uh, I grew up reading and I grew up being inspired by. What was it like growing up? Did your father have expectations that you would always work at and maybe one day take over the magazine? Or did you just happen to end up at the magazine? I believe my father was uh, very pleasantly surprised when I sat him down and I said, Dad, I, I really want to join the family business. Uh, as, a, as a child, I had a real uh, attraction to all things artistic. And so I was a, a sculptor, a saxophone player, and I think my family expected me off to to go off and, and be an artist. But uh, my my father has always been a role model, and I really loved what he did. I I went to a school, Claremont McKenna, that fostered my interest in uh, business and doing things that could make an impact in the world. Had a, a brief stint working for Goldman Sachs as a, a summer intern, and saw a few opportunities there that. I saw would really apply to a traditional media business. I grew up within a, a magazine business. And so I was uh, inspired to, to join a magazine business and find new ways of doing things. I love it. I love it. Now, you kind of started from the ground up there. What was that like? Yeah. What, once I finally told my, my father, I want to join the family business, he said, okay, I'll set up an interview. Um, and... Uh, he's he's always had an amazing way of helping instill confidence in myself and uh, point me in a direction where I'll, I'll learn to appreciate my own work ethic. You know, he he helped me uh, with my deposit on my first car, but it was really important to him to make sure that I knew that uh, I needed to work so I could I could afford my first car. And I definitely appreciate the value to that. So I I started at the the very bottom. I worked basically as uh, you know, handing people coffee and you know doing everything from uh, supporting the the editors to the new media people, and uh, you know had had little wins here and there that gave everybody confidence that I could get more and more responsibility. 
That's really cool. I love the fact that his answer was, okay, I'll set up an interview. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's really cool. That really personifies the fact that he's like, okay, if you're going to work here, then you're definitely going to learn and earn your stripes. Do you think that's really important when working at a family business? Absolutely. I think uh, the truth of the matter is no matter what, you're always going to walk in with people expecting that you're not there for the right reasons or that you didn't deserve your spot there. So you are going to be, if you actually do intend on being a real authentic leader, you're going to be really at a, a few steps behind because you have to do more than most people to truly earn their trust and respect. Uh, you, of course, can come in uh, from nepotism and just command, you know, people have to listen to you. But that's, that's of course, not real leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're also not going to grow personally that way. Yeah. Uh, my, I kinda, my, my career with Rob Report uh, really started from you know, the bottom doing small things. I was really focused. I wanted to join the team that was going to launch Rob Report into uh, the digital age. At the time that I joined, all that robreport.com did was sell magazine subscriptions. Wow. And so started supporting that team. And little by little, I saw the problems that I wanted to solve and uh, grew to be more and more influential within the business. It's amazing. What kind of pressures? And also then the opposite of that, what kind of gifts come from growing up in such a successful entrepreneurial family? I think there's more... Of course, there's more gifts than anything else. I had exposure to uh, not only the uh, spoils of success as my my father has uh, he accomplished amazing things and uh, certainly saw the reason why uh, it's nice to have nice things but also saw the you know the joy and you know the gratification in what he did in you know in his daily life and that was always very attractive and i from an early age had amazing exposure to very talented people and ideas that usually a young person would not be thinking about I was I, I, being a young person growing up within Rob Report magazine. I was uh, exposed to the finest wines, watches, wheels, uh, cigars, all these things at a very young age, and started thinking about them much sooner than most people do. Uh, which is kind of like you know you think about the the rule of ten thousand hours. Uh, just thinking and ruminating on luxury lifestyle items from a you know, philosophical and business application standpoint rather than a dreaming standpoint is actually, uh, it's quite a privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you know, I, I always basically knew that I wasn't going to be satisfied unless I accomplished something, at least a fraction of what was as impressive to me as what my father had accomplished. And I, I will always be proving that more to myself than him and you know, I'm going to continue to work hard to kind of meet my uh, my my own vision for myself based off of what I've admired in my father. It's incredible. I I can see where that pressure would come from. Do you feel like you've at least done that in a way with everything you've accomplished up to this point, or do you feel like you're not even close yet to having accomplished that? What's interesting is you kind of you set certain milestones for yourself and. Um, I am proud of what I've accomplished so far, but then you realize I've got a whole, I've got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And no matter you know how many times my my father uh, makes it very clear how proud he is of me, I now see that there's more and more things that I want to, I want Daniel to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's 
there's a lot that I want to do. And there's a lot of dreams, of course, that you have when you're, you're young. And once you get there, you're like, well, maybe this isn't quite the right dream, but it, it led me on the right path. When you grow up surrounded by all that luxury, is there a way that it kind of spoils you so you have nothing to look forward to? Or do you still feel like you've got the ability to look forward to, you know, whether it be at private jets or great experiences or something like that? It absolutely can. Uh, but it depends on your perspective about these things. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Malibu, California, where there happen to be fabulously wealthy people who have everything. And I grew up within uh, the universe of Rob Report with exposure to people who literally have everything that money can buy and all the money that you could possibly ever need to purchase things. I remember being on uh, the deck of a gentleman's yacht. I won't say who, but he uh, turned to me and said, you know, Daniel, I've grown, tra- I've grown tired of traveling the world on this yacht. Mm. And you can kind of just see that you know, even that level of tremendous luxury was not enough for this person. And if you put that, you know, the stuff as, you know, the reward and and that is the expectation of what's going to make you happy, uh, you're not going to find it. And I grew up in a community where there were plenty of people who had lots of financial rewards who were unhappy. And you think about this and you think about what is, there's a lot to be joyful. I mean, a a great car, an amazing boat, a uh, cellar full of the best wines. A lot of these things create joy. Uh, but only when they're properly appreciated, and especially when they're appreciated generously. You said something on my buddy Rob's um, podcast, and it was fascinating to me. Um, You once described that you saw a strong correlation between wealthy people who are happy and wealthy people who aren't. And it was a very clear correlation. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. I think it it all comes down to Generosity. I think generosity is that correlation, and it it, it isn't the the money isn't going to change if you're generous in spirit. Mm-hmm. The I, I was actually just at a, a talk with uh, Deepak Chopra, who said that the there's a unique thing that is always going to connect the unhappy uh, people who are very poor and the unhappy people who are very wealthy. It's that that all they're thinking about all the time is money, mm. and if there's nothing, I mean, money can bring tremendous moments of joy, but it, it will be a hindrance if you're not spending these uh, these riches generously. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't trained yourself, if you're not looking at the world with, how can I share all of this great stuff? It's going to feel so hollow and empty that it's actually going to do less for you than more. And as I look at people who are tremendously happy in all aspects of you know affluence or not, it's really how they live their lives, it's what they share and what they're able to contribute to other people around them. I think that's what makes us tick as human beings is what is the impact that I can have for my friend, for this person I don't even know. And we all judge our self-value off of that. And there's a lot of ways that you can be generous and that you can do things. Uh, many of them don't require having any money at all. Those are harder. The great thing about having money is it makes it easier to be generous and it makes it easier to do things that will have a positive impact on somebody else's life and to create these moments of celebration. Wow, that's a powerful statement. I love that. What age were you when you started to realize this? Uh, When I turned 15, uh, the concept of the importance of gratitude was the the topic of my uh, dinner conversation on my birthday. No way. 
How did that come and up? I think it was, you know, basically this is a moment my, my father had recently had some big wins and all of a sudden as a family, we were getting to do some really cool things. And, um, my father was always wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to end up being completely screwed up and (laughs) grow up to be a (laughs) douchebag. And so he, he brought it up and, you know, we dove into it and, uh, it was just kind of something I started thinking about. And I, you know, I grew up in a, a house that, you know, faith was very important. And, you know, all these, these dots started to, to be connected for me. And I've, I'm as much as I've kind of trained myself to be extroverted and uh, be someone who will, you know, stand up at a party and, uh, and make a rousing toast uh, to try to be the, uh, the visual presence of my brand. I'm uh, pretty introverted. So I spent a lot of times just watching and perceiving and, and thinking about th- these things and, you know, in the universe of my own head. And so these, these ideas kind of just kind of keep piecing together as I've looked at, you know, the people around me who are happy, the the people around me who I I think should be happy, but seem to be missing something. Yeah. That story you shared earlier when you were on the the deck of this beautiful yacht and, and the gentleman looked at you and he said, I've grown tired of traveling the world on this yacht. That's a representation of how, you know, if not appreciated, if not shared, then money can actually, you know, make you not happy or, or even be insignificant. Now, can you recall an incident that is the antithesis of that, where you saw somebody, because you've grown up around wealth for so long, where you saw somebody with great means do something extraordinary for somebody? I mean, I've seen so many. Uh, growing up in Malibu is a, it's a very generous community, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of people. It's, a, it's kind of this cool beach town where... Uh, you have a mix of, you know, surfers and you know Topanga hippies who just want to come, you know, enjoy the sunshine, and of course people who have conquered various fields and uh, have decided to move to one of the most pleasant places on earth. And you know, in our in our high school Malibu High, growing up, there was an amazing outpouring of support from the parents who would come in and you know create a lot of positive things for us to do after school, which actually continues to be something that, that we like to support, you know, finding things for kids to do that are very positive and enriching. And I guess, you know, fun stories. I, I, I like to, you can tell that I, I like to tell people how cool my dad is. <laughs> um, he, his, his little generosities, you know, where he's, he, for some reason, I think he, I guess the most excited when he can do something little for somebody where we were getting a Christmas tree uh, in New York a couple of years ago. And the guy that was selling the Christmas tree was uh, cutting the trunk off with this totally dull saw. And my father was concerned that he was going like, to hurt himself. And he was thinking about how that's got to be so much work. And he could not think about anything else. He had to run to a hardware store, pick up a saw, and run it back to this side of the street Christmas tree sales guy and give him a saw. And they didn't even know what to do. <laughs> like they, they kind of just like looked at him in bewilderment. But a lot of the coolest things that I've, I've seen, you know, have, have come from my dad, who's that, that amazing, generous guy, um, just trying to find something to do for somebody else. Yeah. Wow. I love that story. That's really cool. And that doesn't surprise me. He's, he is really such a cool guy. Now, I want to talk about you as a father, though. You know, you keep referencing your father, and of course, Bill's an extraordinary man who's done great things. But now you're a father and you're leading a family and you're trying to yeah. balance entrepreneurship 
at the same time as being a good husband and being a great father to those, those two beautiful kids that you have. How do you balance all of that? What are some of your tricks? It's tough. And I'm, of course, not the first one to realize that creating work-life balance, especially when you have a, an interest in being an entrepreneurship, uh, an entrepreneur is, is tough. But it, it does require a practice in compartmentalizing a little bit. Um, but I, I do think that having kids is an amazing way to focus you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does make certain things a little bit more tough. You can't just take every meeting that you want to because you have to make sure that you're investing in your family as much as you're investing in your business. Uh, and, and perhaps that, that might slow certain things down. Uh, but I, I launched Rob Vices as a new business uh, basically when my, my daughter was born and was taking meetings from the hospital. And it really put things in perspective. I remember I played football in college and there was one thing that like the athletic director said as you know, we were, we were kind of starting under the first season that we can all expect to get better grades during season than out of season. Because when you're playing football and you're spending, you know, five, six hours a day on the field, you know, watching tape, uh, you know, lifting with your, uh, your teammates and the rest of your time is devoted to, you know, going to school. There's not a lot of other time for distractions. And so it kind of just focuses you to do things that are actually going to be the most healthy uh, for your flourishment. And so it was true. I actually always got better grades during football season than in the off season. And I think that there's a correlation between that with, with family and life too, because you know, I, I look at these two little kids who are the coolest little badasses in the entire world, who I, I get to come home and they're, they literally run to give me a hug. And there is nothing more fulfilling in the world and nothing that remind, what could possibly remind me of why I should work hard. Because there's so many things that I want to give to them. And uh, at the same time, I know that what they need most is to have dad around and to know that they have a dad who loves them. I, I, when my daughter was born, I remember talking to a, a minister at a wedding where I was there and uh, it was actually right before my daughter was born. And I knew that I was having a, a daughter and I was like, oh man, you know, how, how am I going to be a good father to a little girl when it's a big, scary world out there? And you know, how do I make sure that she makes good decisions? And he said, you know, as long as your daughter knows that she is truly loved by her father, she's not going to go and try to find that love in dangerous places. Wow. And so I, I think that for me, it, it's very important that I make sure that there's not a moment where my children would ever doubt that they are the top priority and they are tremendously loved. My father, he was building an amazing business and they're there was a lot of time when we didn't see him. He was you know, traveling, building uh, new relationships and uh, solving some very hard problems. Uh, but there was never a moment where I didn't feel loved and where I didn't feel like I was the number one priority. And if I asked him to do something, you know, he would not hesitate to be there for me. Wow. And I, I, want, I want to be that kind of father as well. That's really incredible. That, obviously, your father did an outstanding job. And I'll be the first to say an outstanding job raising an incredible human. Obviously, I've gotten to know you over the past year and, and I think the world of you. How do you want your kids 
to grow up viewing success? You know, you grew up in privilege and you turned out fantastic. How do you want your kids to grow up viewing success? I want my kids to find things that truly bring them joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm confident that a lot of the things that I love will be very attractive to them. But, but success means you know, putting yourself in a position where joy is going to be uh, the general default. And that could mean, I mean, I would love for my, both my kids to, should, should this end up being a, a family business uh, for the long term, I would love to work with my kids. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time working with my father and uh, working with friends. And I think there's uh, a lot of joy to be had when you're, you're solving problems with people who you love. And that would certainly be a lot of fun for me. Um, they have a, a bit of growing up to do. I want them to you know, figure out the thing that's going to make them tick for the right reasons. And I certainly want them to be generous people. That's certainly a theme of what we're talking about. And I guess I'd like to to figure out really in the long term, I've got an idea of who they are now, but as they grow up, you know, what is what is that magic in each of them that, you know, they're gonna really need to shine to the world and you know help them find every way of you know spreading that around. That's so cool. I love that. Inspires me. You know, Lori and I are someday going to get around to creating a family. I, I joke because we just celebrated our 14th. I recommend it. Yeah. Our, our 14th anniversary was a couple of days ago. And we like to joke that we're making sure that we love each other enough before we get going. So now, but the, you know, <laughs> kids are right around the corner for us too. And, and, and I love hearing answers like that. So let's shift gears a little bit because you said, if this ends up being a family business, well, I would love to predict that, of course, it's going to work out that way because it's one of the coolest businesses on the planet. So I want to talk about these boxes. I want to talk about Rob Vices a little bit. I'm a huge fan of them. I love the concept. Why don't you share with us, where did this idea come from? So again, I had the amazing privilege of starting my professional career and growing up within Rob Report Magazine. I I started this uh, in the department that was working on taking Rob Report Digital, ended up finding myself in a path of new business development for Rob Report and worked on finding new applications for the editorial product. And we, you know, everything that I was always focusing on was how do we find new ways of telling these amazing stories and applying this really high quality editorial in ways that's going to engage the right consumer. And I always had a problem when I'd hear friends who were young and very successful. Uh, when I mentioned that I'm, you know, I, I'm the Rob Report guy. They're like, "Oh, Rob Report, yeah, my yeah, it's a cool magazine. My my father reads that." <laughs> and it started to be clear that no matter what, I mean, we all knew, knew years ago that magazines uh, were not a growth business, but of course, content will always be king, and there needs to be new applications of high quality content. So focused on event businesses, launching applications for you know various tablets and smartphones. Uh, I ran around the world for a few years, launching Rob Report Magazine in emerging affluent countries, China, Brazil, Russia, Singapore. Uh, That was quite a bit of fun. And I also ended up developing close relationships with the core luxury advertising base that was uh, the, the engine behind Rob Report Magazine. A magazine business is fueled by advertising dollars. And because I, you know, I represented the family, and uh, I also, you know, was kind of a, 
I had a penchant for sales, ended up uh, getting involved in the advertising uh, relationships in, in Robinport. And I, I had this kind of a, a epiphany after I had a series of, of meetings where brands kept saying, you know, what we really need uh, more than, you know, the, the advertising page or the banner ads is we need people to try our product, we need people to walk into our store and touch this fabric because it, it feels amazing or taste this whiskey, uh, taste our amazing tequila. Uh, we really need you to help us drive trial. And anytime that we would ever have an event and get these amazing Robport readers in one place, and they talk about, yeah, we want, we, we want to be the first to taste, touch all these things. And it clicked. It's, you know, what we need to do is apply the editorial endorsement that we do with Rob Report and find a way to actually put these things in people's hands and mouths while we're telling them that story. Because that, that becomes an event in a box, an experience where you're not just reading about something, you're really engaging with it. There's, there's no better way to fall in love with a wine than meeting the winemaker. I always find it's like if you meet the winemaker behind a wine and it tastes or the, and that winemaker is a nice person, the wine is going to taste better. Amen. Totally agree. And so that it, it occurred to me that this is something that has legs. We need to take an editorial approach to the subscription box world. You know, there were no other, you know, subscription boxes that were doing anything close to uh, creating this luxury experience. Most of them that are out there are, are sample or commodity experiences. Ours is a new application of telling luxury stories and connecting amazing brands with amazing people. I love that. And just real briefly, in case somebody lives in a closet and they have not come across these boxes yet, describe how they work. You subscribe to a surprise experience. So we, we are open for new members. We would love to welcome anybody listening to this as a member to Rob Vices. And once you subscribe, uh, you are going to be uh, welcomed into a, a journey of discovery. Every month, we are going to deliver a sleek black box that has a surprise curation, all with a reason. It's going to have a collection of items that are tied together by a central theme. Uh, it's curated because of how special these items are, how authentic they are, how, how amazing the people are that made them. Uh, but they all have a connection with you know, why they're selected together. And we include a magazine uh, that is published uh, by some very uh, talented creators and editors that will tell you why we love these things, who made them, why they're special, and you're going to read about them as you enjoy them. That's so cool. I love them. Like Lori and I literally look forward to seeing what's in the box. Darren, our mutual friend who you got to meet, um, was that last week or whenever it was? He is obsessed with these boxes. As a matter of fact, if you created this company for anyone, you created it for Darren. Like He is <laughs> your dream customer, the person that appreciates luxury and looks forward to luxury and, and understands why these things are valuable. So I absolutely love what it represents. I love me and Darren. Also for us, you know, we, we want to be champions for the people that make these, these really cool things and help them inject themselves into the lives of people who can make a difference for them. And what I love hearing about like Darren has been, you know, he purchases more things from what he sees in the box and mm -hmm. finds new things that he loves. That's you know, one of the missions for this membership business. Okay, so I've got my favorite gadget or product that's been in your boxes. What is, in your opinion, the coolest product or gadget? And I know it's like asking a favorite child. You love them all. Let's get that out of the way. But what is, let's say, one of the many coolest products or, or gadgets has been in the box? It is totally like picking between my children. But I'm, 
I'm going to say there is uh, there is one tequila in particular which uh, has always been a uh, an important part of uh, the the development of this business. Uh, it's Clase Azul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner Arturo has been inspirational to me in what it means to develop a beautiful product brand and be a world class human being. And we've we've worked with them twice. Uh, we've had their uh, or an addition that had their añejo and their blanco. We uh, more recently had an addition which we were able to get the lion's share of their 20th anniversary Clase Azul, which is an extra reposado uh, that had spent some extra time aging in a series of sherry casks that is just out of this world. And we've worked with a host of other spirits, uh, but I do really keep pointing at Arturo because of the beauty of his story, his personal story, the way that he has a tribe of local natives, uh, the Mazaswa, who actually hand sculpt the bottles. And he he actually almost single-handedly keeps this town in business uh, because he's given them a craft and a trade that has been able to scale the right way. Uh, that's a product that is not only beautiful in its enjoyment when you open it up and share it with friends, uh, but in what it means for the people that make it. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, that's really cool. I have to agree with you. That's one of the coolest things that's ever made the box. I also have to say my top favorite is the saber. It's a saber off the tops of champagne. Oh, yeah. I that mean, is, yeah. I got bet people think I'm the coolest person in the world at the parties, but really it's pretty easy. Well, you probably are the coolest person at the party, <laughs> uh, but the saber will definitely help. There's no better way to get a party started than to crack open a cold bottle of champagne with a sword. And it, it, is, it certainly gets everything going with a bang. Oh my God, that's so cool. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges of growing this type of business. You know, People would think, oh, he comes from Rob Report and he's got access to everybody. He has all this relationship capital, You know, for example, with the founder of, of Clase Azul and everybody else. So it must be easy for you, right? <laughs> uh, I, I would say it would not have been possible without uh, the lessons I learned, the relationships that were built uh, through my career at Rob Report, of course, through introductions uh, from the place that I had, uh, that certainly helped. That, that gave me a certain head start, which I am very grateful for. But by no means has this been uh, easy. It It is a challenging logistical business. And we are putting out a luxury product that is a surprise uh, that is different every single month. And every single month, we are charged with being brilliant and creative mm. and executing flawlessly and over-delivering. And I have personally fallen in love with every single box that we've sent. And every product that we have selected has actually been, had a personal touch where I feel that this is something special that is worthy of your time. Mm. Of course, we always have to recognize the fact that we're not going to be everything for everybody. And the concept of marketing a luxury product where it's always going to be a surprise, that, that's challenging. And that's something that is not really proven out there yet. Uh, how you can connect with somebody and explain how you know justifying spending luxury dollars uh, when it's basically a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, now people have seen the track record and they've seen the, the recent you know, the boxes that have gone out to our members and uh, we've really established ourselves there. And at the same time, uh, we have a business where there'll be multiple uh, artisanal vendors who are sending us things every single month. 
and these products need to be brought together in a centralized location, packaged beautifully, distributed to members. And we have had a few problems with the fact that we do work with true artisans and people that are not just coming. This stuff isn't being churned out from uh, mass market factories. Uh, there's people that are making these things by hand. And when people make things by hand in their small, beautiful companies, things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. The you know deadlines can be missed. So uh, there's been quite a bit of logistical learnings. We've been doing this uh, for a little over three years now, and I'm very proud of what we've built. But it really has taken learning every lesson the hard way. And I feel, I, you know, I look back at this and I'm like, I had so many opportunities to learn this specific lesson by watching somebody else in business, by watching my father, by, uh, but I don't seem to be able to do that. I seem to have to make my own mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even through mistakes, we've, we've always moved the ball forward and we keep finding new ways that this experience is going to be more magical for our members and finding the, the things out there that are going to inspire people and putting out a great product that I'm very proud of. Do you have an oh shit moment where maybe one of the biggest challenges you've ever had building this business and you didn't know how you were going to get around it, but you found a way to solve it that you're willing to share? We missed a box uh, last year. No we way. Flat out, we flat out missed a box. And it was, it was in July. Uh, we had a partner who, uh, uh, you know, up until the moment, up until a week after the product wasn't there, said every day that the product was going to arrive. Uh, turned out this product was still sitting in the Caribbean, and you know we we weren't being given the right information, and we hadn't made the proper contingency plan. Uh, so we we missed a box. We had to make it up in a variety of ways, and uh, the only way to and it quite quite frankly it, it made quite a pe- few people upset because as you say, the people look forward to their box. Mm-hmm. It's you know this is a this is a joyful moment in your month. And uh, our job is to deliver on that promise that no matter what's happening in your life every month, at least one day, you're going to get this awesome box mm-hmm. and it's going to put a smile on your face and give you you know, reason to have friends over. So I, I had to be very upfront with our members about why this happened, how it happened. And we had to make sure that everybody knew, of course, they're gonna, everything's going to be fulfilled. Um, but there, there will, will continue to be things that surprise us. And now we just realize that we need to build those contingencies for these uh, instances going forward. It's almost like you have to have a backup box that you never plan on releasing until there's one of those moments or something. Exactly. And, and we've also developed ways of now we can quickly slot in different things. Um, and we will have kind of runner-up products if one product in a box falls out. That's cool. What's the next evolution for you guys? Where are you taking this thing? Well, one of the things that we realized was that we have this amazing membership base. Uh, they're loving their box that comes every month. And a lot of the th- and we have amazing access to product that you really can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of people that kept coming, you know, reaching out to us saying, hey, you know, these, these glasses that I got are amazing, but I, I only have two and they're not available anywhere in the US. Uh, so we launched a business called Vices Reserve. Uh, which is pr- primarily for our membership, um, but we're opening it up to other communities. Um, it does; it is behind a registration wall, and this is where you can purchase product that you discover through the box. Uh, similar things uh, that are relevant to the experience you've just had in the Rob Vice's box experience, and also you know really cool items that are going to be relevant for the person who is the the box subscriber. And that that's anything from a, a custom Bronco to a 
a crystal kayak, which is basically a glass bottom kayak. Wait, like um, a custom retro Bronco, like a Ford Bronco? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, if so you we, tell Lori that, we're getting one. She has been on the hunt for a creamy yellow restored custom Bronco. Creamy yellow might take a couple more months, uh, <laughs> but I've I got I've got the hookup. All right, so awesome. I am the guy to talk to if you need to uh, find a way to fast track a, an eighteen month waiting list for one of these yeah. custom Broncos. Isn't that crazy where demand comes from for things like that? But they're awesome cars, and it's like it's amazing. I mean, they, they're actually Ford is coming back out with it now because mm-hmm. they realize they never should have shut this down. Yeah, and I'm excited to see with, with what this uh, this next edition of the new ones are. But they they certainly aren't going to live up to you know a 1971, mm-hmm. uh, the magic of that that car. So we're gonna you know our our job is to travel the world and find the coolest, most unique products and experiences that are going to make an impact on your life. Uh, many of those are going to filter into the box. Some of those are going to filter into the online shop. Uh, that is primarily catering catering to our members. But our core mission of introducing uh, people of you know taste and connoisseurship and curiosity uh, with the the cool stuff, uh, there's there's more and more ways that we can do that. We recently launched a cigar subscription because um, we saw that there was a lot of feedback. People really wanted to learn about cigars. But cigars are polarizing. Anything tobacco, people typically feel pretty strong one way or another. So we decided to make that a specific offering. And so we're now looking at additional verticals uh, where we're going to introduce you to a passion where, for example, one of our recent additions, we had this beautiful sake. uh, We had this uh, amazing skincare set from Onsen that uh, uses minerals from uh, sacred hot springs in Japan. And you know, when we find that you know we have something that really hits, people say, you know, oh, we we would like a higher end version of uh, something that would bring us more sake or more beauty. And so we realize that we can dive deeper into passion points, and we we really want to be with you in your journey of falling in love with these these products that are truly amazing. That's incredible. I want you to speak real quickly to the naysayers that say luxury is a waste and there's better places to spend your money than on fancy things or luxury. Why is luxury so important and and why should we care about it? I've spent the majority of my adult life thinking about what is the definition of luxury. Mm -hmm. And when you ask most people what luxury is, you'll typically get a superficial answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, What makes a product luxurious I think, is the emotional connection that it creates. Mm -hmm. And once a product has an emotional connection, uh, it then becomes something bigger than just the the stuff. And it it takes work for something to have that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. It takes a story behind it, and it takes an application. So when you say you know luxury is a waste, you have to look at okay. Well, let's think about the things that we do think about. Let's think about a luxury watch. Mm-hmm. I have always loved uh, Patek Philippe's you know tagline: "You never actually own a Patek Philippe; you merely you know hang on to it and to for, take care of it for the next generation." That is a beautiful sentiment. And what what better way to you know spend a little? I'm not okay. This is I'm getting in trouble with saying, but what better way? But uh, there is certainly something beautiful beautiful in the fact that if you want to invest in something wonderful and then have it be a portion of your legacy you know that is very special mm-hmm. uh, at the same time luxury products true luxury special products t- 
typically are made a certain way. And I think more often than not, what is defining products that people perceive as luxury uh, is how they're made, why they're made, uh, the people that make them. And when you purchase a world-class timepiece, you're not only purchasing a beautiful watch that will be on your wrist, you're being a patron to the human accomplishment of keeping track of time using pulleys and levers. And you know these watches can track the movement of the stars and they, they have no battery. It's, it's a, a phenomenal accomplishment that, that humans have been able to do. And that is only going to continue to exist if you buy that watch. Yeah. And I've been to the, the Gulfstream factory and I've met the, the thousands of people that are employed with every single mm. plane that is sold. And people that are brilliant in thinking of how do we solve you know real problems and uh there there is something to be said for how you know luxury products support humans Mm -hmm. and more and more there's going to be an important distinction of the jobs out there that uh, support people and i I think it's the luxury products more often than not that are going to always require somebody's hands touching something Mm -hmm. and that's that's part of what's going to create emotional connection and beyond that it's how does this luxury product fit into your life? We've already talked about how you're going to be the most happy version of yourself if you are living generously. Mm-hmm. Having a really cool tequila, a, a cellar full of beautiful wines, a fun toy that you can bring out and share with friends. These are the things that are actually going to uh, take your attention in a healthy way and remind you to put down your phone, uh, let the the greater world rest for a second and live in the moment. So luxury products do an amazing job of helping you live in the moment. And all of this is amazing for your life and for the world if you're consuming the right product and if you're enjoying it the right way in the right spirit. Wow. I love that. Absolute mic drop answer. It is such <laughs> a freaking good answer around why is luxury important and, and just displaying that it's not just what something costs. Right, it's the story behind it, the jobs behind it, the meaning behind it, the sentimental value behind it, and let's be honest, you, there's not a lot of sentimental meaning behind a, you know, 99 cent little plastic watch from China or something like that. People aren't going to hand that down. It's not going to have any lasting value. And to be honest, there's plenty of products out there that are extremely expensive that don't really have an emotional connection, and they'll make you feel more empty than you know a. a a simple you know, bottle of white wine that you love and you met that winemaker and you yeah. look at that and you think about that place that you stood in that one time. Wow. So it's like luxury is about what's important to you and what experiences have you attached to it? Luxury has to be... A, you know, the definition of luxury has to be a personal answer. It's more of an experience than it is a thing, even though it may have take the form of a thing. Everything that, that truly matters is more of an experience. And the, the products themselves, they should lead to an experience or they should help you relive an experience through you know, what they mean when they, you hold them in their hands. That's incredible. I love that. Okay, before I ask you the last question, where can we find you and where can we check out these boxes? You can find us at robvices.com. R-O-B-B. Yep, got to be correct. Two Bs, double B. Robvices.com. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely something for... It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's for the curious. It's for the generous. It's for people who love to entertain... Um, and people who, you know, are looking to have a little bit of a good surprise every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we are very grateful for our members. 
And if anybody's ever looking for a you know unique gift, it's really hard. What what kind of gift do you give the person who has everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend our lives thinking of the, the things that the person who has everything doesn't have yet and is going to be really happy to discover. Uh, so yeah, robvices.com. And uh, we we are we welcome anybody who's interested. Very cool. Okay, so listen, I'm going to do something fun. You didn't know I'm going to do this. But to every single person listening, because like you said, you look forward to getting this box for Lori and I. It's like something for us to do. It's almost like a date night when you get to unpack the box and play with what's in it, that kind of thing. So for everybody listening, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, In the first 48 hours of this episode being out, the first two days, I want you to tag myself and I want you to tag Rob Vices on Instagram. So Chris W. Harder and R-O-B-B-V-I-C-E-S on Instagram. And I want you to tell us in your stories why you would love to receive a box like this every single month for one year. I will choose one of those people that tag both of us on Instagram with their explanation of why they would love this box. I will choose one lucky winner in the first 48 hours and I will personally buy them a subscription for a year as a thank you for listening to the podcast to Rob Vices. So everyone's got 48 hours. Tag Rob Vices. Tag myself, Chris W. Harder. Explain why you should get that box, and I'll pick one lucky winner in the first forty-eight hours. That's awesome, and Chris, I'll match you. So two lucky winners. That's awesome. Okay, that's super cool. So we're giving away two of these. I mean, these are what's the annual value on on these boxes? I mean, they range anywhere from about you know two hundred to we have had boxes that are worth up to you know eight hundred dollars an individual box. That's a great. And a subscription costs what? The subscription ends up being you know about. Uh, 125 bucks a month. That's amazing. Uh, depending on the level. Yeah. So, I mean, two people are going to win fourteen or $1,500 subscriptions, basically. Absolutely. I love Bring it. it on. Okay. But so here's the rules. First 48 hours, got to tag Rob Vices and you got to tag me on Instagram as to why you would love to get these boxes for one year. All right, Daniel, my friend, before I ask you a last question, I am so grateful that you've been on here, that you've shared so much awesome knowledge. It's been an incredible interview. The last question is this, and I ask everybody this question. I feel like oftentimes, to really accomplish anything in the entrepreneurial world, because it's tough out there. You really need to be unapologetic about your pursuit of your mission and of success. So what is your take on this? Give us a reason why people should be unapologetic about their pursuit of success. The reason you should be unapologetic for your pursuit of success is you can't hesitate. And I think... Trying to come up with an excuse for why you're trying to be successful uh, is going to give you pause. And frankly, there's our biggest obstacle in anything we're trying to do is time. Mm-hmm. And I do think you need to be elegant. I do think you need to be thoughtful about how what you do makes the people around you feel. Uh, of course, those things are going to help you be more successful along the way. But building something profound and beautiful, especially if you are approaching it the right way and you are in it to be a value add to the world rather than a value extractor, of course, you guys have talked about that kind of thing in the past, then there's no reason to apologize for working hard. Uh, But that does require approaching things the right way thoughtfully and making sure that the relationships you're building along the way matter and count and are long-term. 
Amen. I love it. Great answer. Daniel, I can't thank you enough for being on, brother. Tons thank of great knowledge. Me, I can tell it's going to be everybody's one of their top favorite episode. And we will put the in the show notes, the address to robvices.com and everything else that we've referenced in here. But don't forget, if you're listening to this in the first 48 hours of its release, you got to tag Rob Vices, R-O-B-B-V-I-C-E-S, and Chris W. Harder on Instagram with a reason why you would love to receive these luxury boxes for one year. And I will get you one subscription and Daniel will get you one subscription. So there are two lucky winners of this very, very valuable subscription. Thanks for listening. And I am beyond grateful, Daniel, for you being on, brother. Absolutely. Glad to be here, Chris. And you're the man. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.